tap. Peace and blessings, family. We are back with part four of Ancient Kemet Pyramid Technology, Spiritual Ritual Technology, Pharaohs, Avatars, Royal Bloodline, etc. It's your boy J Rated R. You are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. Once again, it is also the same day of November the 13th, 2019, fam, on a lovely Wednesday. In this particular sect, or shall I say segment of this podcast, we will be going into uh, more of the spiritual ritual technology, but we will also follow that up with going into royal bloodlines, pharaohs, of course, and perhaps avatars and we'll get into the thickening of that later in the session of this part four and we'll get really into it as we are concluding that session in part five i want to thank you all for tuning in uh supporting favorite radio as you always have and always do for those of you who are a little bit new to the show or new period i welcome you with open arms and open heart you are now part of the favorite radio family uh Please, also, family, when you guys are listening to the show, in between uh, sessions, when the commercials come on, please definitely look into a lot of the information that uh, is being conveyed to you all in the shout outs. Uh, Support these brothers and sisters that are doing wonderful things for our community and also globally, uh, local and non-local regions. Uh, You will find that if you support them, it benefits not just them, but they are also rendering services that will also support and benefit you. And if any of you have some businesses or something you would like to have a shout out in, then please contact me at jratedr at gmail.com or jratedr at Instagram. I can also be contacted through Facebook uh, and many other ways, family. But we're going to jump straight into part four which is this continuation of spiritual ritual technology. Real quick, fam, we briefly talked about a lot of things that led up to now. We've talked about ancient Kemet, what that means, uh, which is ancient Egypt. We've talked about it being in in Africa. Africa was actually at one point in time, Atlantis. Uh, It was full of lush vegetation. Uh, And... We're talking about an era in time, family, that you guys would consider um, non-believable, that you would not have ever uh, considered even real, fictitious, if you will. (laughs) We're talking at a time where there were beings who walked amongst us with power and might, not only in the physical form, but also in a spiritual form uh, and who could do both things. We're talking about other entities from other galaxies, planets, dimensions, you name it. And there was a time that we ourselves were those beings and in unison with those beings. Uh, so we're getting a mixture of pre-dynastic times that stem down through dynastic times. Now, we're not going to go through each, I mean, each and every era of the dynasties, because like I said to you in the beginning of part one, Each dynasty was different in its own right. Each dynasty had its own set of rules to some degree, depending on who was running it and what was going on in that time. 
And keep in mind, through some of the uh, dynastic eras, Egypt had already failed, meaning that it had already come down in consciousness. It had already came down and becoming more physical. It became more like what you see in today's uh, society. Divide. There's a lot of diversity amongst people. Um, and then there's a lot of doubt. That which was once magical and accessible through technological uh, usage has now been lost. And we're just now starting to um, revisit, reprise, and reawaken these ancient old relics of knowledge. These different modalities used that were given to us as tools, uh, shall I say, by the gods, quote unquote, um, and we're starting to discover a lot of its power, but on a very, very minute level. The minutia in this is very small, on a very minuscule level. So, with that being said, fam, it is that time. We're going to let our sponsors go ahead and do what they do best. And I want to thank Anchor once again for letting us have this platform in which we can operate from and giving me, your boy, J. Reed Adal, that opportunity to convey and relate with you all on many different levels. Fam, we'll be right back after these messages. Stay tuned. Hey, hey, hey. Peace and blessings, family. It's your boy, J-Rated R, and you are tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. We are giving a special shout-out today, because fam, you know how we do. We give shout-out on businesses on all accounts. And who are we shouting out today? We're shouting out the brother, Monroe Kelso. That's right, Monroe Kelso, the owner of Salem Cares, with a K. And fam, if you're looking for professional maintenance services, look no further. The famous slogan is, others seldom care. Here at Salem Cares, we do. They take the stress out of maintaining your property and make it a breeze with timely repairs and professional services. Now, what is it that you get with Salem Cares? Maintenance management. As a veteran-owned and operated professional maintenance company, they will handle all your maintenance and service needs, fam. You get peace of mind knowing your investment is in good hands. And they provide timely after hours on call services, emergency, and holiday repairs. They provide services and repair at the highest quality of work, and they operate within the building code of regulations. So if you're tired of the bandages and want a permanent solution, contact them about their affordable services and repairs. Relying on their maintenance management, services will ensure everything goes smooth. So book your consultation if you want more answers. And here's the number you can do so. That number is 336-818-3070. Again, the area code is 336-818-3070. And if you need more information on how to contact Mr. Monroe Kelso, he can also be reached at his email, fam. That email is mo, that's M as in Monroe, O as in Owen, Kelso. K-E-L-S-O at SalemCares.com And remember, Salem Cares is Salem spelled as it always is. S-A-L-E-M Cares. K-A-R-E-S dot com And you can go on his website 
to, to definitely see all of what they offer in terms of their services. That web address is www.salemcares.com. And for those of you who are interested in where they're located, they can be reached at the address of P.O. Box 17232. That's Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I'm your boy, J. Rated R. Definitely support all the businesses that you can, fam. And on that note, y'all have a blessed day. And as always, peace and namaste. All right, all right. We are back, family. You're tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. I'm your boy, J. Rated R. What's good in the hood? <laughs> so, family, we are on part four. Can you believe it? We are on part four of our Out of Our Five Part Series. But once again, for those of you chiming in now, uh, listening to the show, thank you once again for all your support. For those of you who are new, thank you also. Uh, this is called Ancient Egypt or Kemet. Um this is also called um, Pyramid Technology, Spiritual Ritual Technology, Pharaohs, Avatars, Royal Bloodline, etc. So family, we kind of left off talking about uh, a little bit of everything. It relates to ancient Kemet, how it used to be uh, the pre-dynastic Atlantis, how there are entities outside of the human origin that have been here, always been here since the beginning of time, who are responsible solely for a part of our, or if not, all of our creation. Uh, We've talked about how some of this, if not all of it, ties into the Bible and many other cultures that we did not get to go into because it would just be too long-winded and too broad of a topic to even try to compare all of these things remotely to one another. Uh, But these stories all have significant similarities because they're they're all connected. And they all date back to some of the oldest, to the most oldest of the traditions that we do have on record, which dates back to Africa. Anything beyond that comes directly from the stars or beyond or even through other planes of existence. Uh, Believe it or not, whether you believe this or not, this stuff still does not change the fact that it is actuality. It doesn't change the fact that it is fact in itself. And it doesn't change the fact that whether you know this or not. We still should not keep this stuff quiet. It gives us all viewers and listeners alike to be our own person, to go with what resonates in our spirit and soul, to look into these things as they're being told to us, because a lot of these stories have slight variations to them. But a lot of the stories also are not just meant for you to take literally. They're also codes. Okay, they're coded, meaning that they're symbolically uh, representing something on a secret level, something that's more internal, whether it's spiritual, alchemical, uh, whether it relates to uh, many stories in one, the fabric of all this is interwoven family. And so once we start partaking in these things with an open heart and spirit and testing the spirits, being firm and using discernment, and also using some common sense, which we seem to lack a lot of nowadays, along with logic and precision in mathematics and right science. Well, family, I just don't see why we can't get the answers that we're seeking. Now, we may not, excuse me, we may not always get 
all of what we want to know at the time we want to know it. But I do believe at some point in our life or in the life afterwards, we definitely get the answers to those questions. And some of you may say, well, it may be too late at that point. Well, where there's no time, there's never too late. The only thing that gives you a reference to that is linear time, moment to moment, becoming conscious moment by moment. And that's what this world, this opportunity being in this world gives us an opportunity to become self-realized, to awaken with help, of course. And it can come in the it can, that that help can come with the senses of a relic <clears throat> of some sort, something that predates time itself of ancient time. It can come through a word being uttered. It can come through a program of some sort, whether it's on TV, you hear something on the radio. It may come at the sight of a logo or a label. It could come in many different forms. Because your DNA is like a biological clock. It's set to go off, not only for death, but also in awareness. Uh, And if this was your predestined destiny before you became incarnated in the human body, then you got to know these are the things that make life worth living and experiencing. Because being, after all... Having a human experience as a spiritual being is nothing more than experimentation. So anyway, uh, thank you for letting me get that out. And as we proceed, let's go ahead and take our next commercial break, fam. But this is food for thought for you guys. Where are you right now in terms of your thought process being that we are on part four? Or maybe this is too fast too too soon to give an answer to that uh you guys gonna have to let this process i'm your boy jay read it all when we get back after commercial break we're gonna jump straight into the last parts of spiritual technology and we'll go straight into talking about pharaohs what that word means and the different types of pharaohs very briefly we're not going to get into a long discussion about the different types of pharaohs but just to give you guys an idea of what we're talking about and who we're talking about and how they relate to certain things and then we'll be talking about how these pharaohs were either chosen or selected and how they also are of royalty or in the bloodlines and this is where your first kings and queens started on the earth and it's trans uh, it's been transitioning throughout time and passed on and other traditions and other cultures have adapted this this way of life and you see this everywhere you go England and uh, out of the states here in the states you see a lot of royalty okay so there's a huge huge genealogy of things we will not go into and that's a lot of information even I don't want to Uh, go into a lot of it I know a lot of it I don't so on that note family we're only going to talk about what's pertinent to the topic of discussion today and we'll be right back after these messages stay tuned hey 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 fam it's your boy J rated R and I hope you all are having a wonderful and blessed day as surely as I am. Real quick, we want to give a shout out to Fidel Cash Flow VA, 
always want to thank that brother for all that he does on the J-Rated All Pharaoh Radio Show. Glad to have him. He's big around the community. He's doing a lot of things. So definitely support FidelCashflowVA.com or get at him at uh, FidelCashflowVA87 at gmail.com. Definitely want to support his podcast, fam. This brother is doing everything. I mean, he's got websites for jewelry. He's got websites to update you on what's going on in the hip-hop news, what's going on globally in our political economy. He's hitting you from all angles, and he's continuously giving it to you just the way you need it. Definitely, definitely support this brother. He's doing things bigger than life itself. So go ahead, fam. Give a holler on Anchor at your boy Fidel Cashflow VA. Can also be heard on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Podcasts, and much, much more. We want to thank Fidel Cashflow VA for all that he does. Definitely support this brother in everything that he's doing. He's got so many projects coming. And I'm just happy to be a part of it and working with the brother. You guys know what it is. Definitely support, once again, FidelCashflowVA.com. Or you can get at him at FidelCashflowVA87 at gmail.com. It's your boy, J-Rated R. I'm signing off saying peace and namaste. All right, family, we are back. Thank you for tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. So we talked a little bit about the spiritual reality and some of my other previous podcasts about the spiritual realms. All that also ties into this family, but that's something for a different topic. So don't get confused when I say spiritual ritual technology with spiritual realms, because realms is talking about something totally different. Uh, that's a that's an existence in itself, just like you exist here in the world that you're in. There's a world that exists that's far greater and bigger and broader and has way more things going on in it than you can imagine. And there's many of them. So that's not the same thing. Uh, and I, I just had a I just had a, a memorization to say that to you all because there was somebody I had spoken with individually a couple of days ago about one of my podcasts on most spiritual dimensions and realms. And I told them that I would be talking soon about what we're talking about today in terms of spiritual ritual. And, you know, we're not here to laugh at anybody or, or, or to make fun of anybody in any way when they don't understand things. But they thought they were one and the same. They said, well, it's a spiritual ritual. Uh, a spiritual realm and I said well no a realm is a world just like the world you live in it's a realm and it's a world of existence all in its own but what a ritual is is something completely different but they do go together because rituals help you connect to the spiritual realms so um, you know very good question we're all here to learn and for those of you who may have been like that person individually I hope that that answers your question, if that was the question you may have had also. Uh, So, yes, there is a difference completely when you're talking about another whole existence of reality uh, or another world in itself. A ritual is not that. That's just a tool or a modality, a tool, if you will, which is a better term to use to connect to those in the spiritual realm. Uh, So that's why we have altars, fam, and 
all these other different tools. I would never recommend anyone to use a Ouija board. I don't care how much spiritual protection you have or how much you uh, have. I don't care if you've done what rituals you've done. You will and can be protected. But what you're doing is it's kind of a con. It's like a conflict of interest to use a, a Ouija board because a Ouija board was created for the sole purpose of connecting to lower dimensional beings. It really is. Most times that those of you will say you're connecting with a loved one, uh, entities who play a game on people. There are a lot of entities who come as what they call familiar spirits. The word fit familiar comes from the Hispanic word or the Latin word familia, which means family. Familia. So I'm not saying that you can't connect to the dead that way. I just wouldn't recommend it because... A lot of times those lower channels also can entice dark entities or deceitful beings, despite whom they may be, whether it's demons, whether it's a, a dark entity, uh, uh, somebody who used to live on the earth plane and they have a dark aura about them because, you know, they did a lot of bad things. And that's the essence of the being. You just don't want to put yourself in any position to do that. The best ways to do that would be naturally to use your altar to communicate to your ancestors or a loved one um, to I wouldn't tell you too many right now because some of you need to get a little bit more experience first firsthand before doing some of these other things uh, I would also recommend meditation that's definitely safe ask to be protected of course no matter what you do if you just go outside to the mailbox or across the street ask to be protected that's what that means. It doesn't mean that, oh, if you meditate, you're opening yourself up to demonic beings. No. Protect yourself, fam, because the spirit world is a, is a big world. And there are many different beings that dwell in that world on different frequency levels, depending on the frequency you're tuning into. That's why everything that you do should be with a clear conscience. You shouldn't have anger in your heart. You shouldn't be mad at no one. Um... You shouldn't have any evil or bad intentions because all those things are energetic symbols that sends out a beacon or a signal into the atmosphere. And beings that are on the same frequency as that particular frequency you send out, they'll be the ones that you're calling upon. You're sending a signal to them like a beacon, letting them know, come. <laughs> You're welcome. This is the type of energy that I'm sending. There are entities, people who actually feed off that energy. You see what I'm saying? That's why I say you have to be in the right state of mind, doing the right things, clearing your space with sage, asking whomever you believe in to be your protector and your guide. And then you proceed sacredly with respect and proceeding with your ritual. Okay, and you do it at certain times. Yes, there are moon rituals. A lot of you have asked me, am I going to do a full moon ritual? Um, yes, even the even the dark people who listen, knowledge is, is prevalent on both sides of the force. I'll use the word force. Okay, you have good and bad, light and dark. The dark knows a whole lot too, y'all. A lot of the information and knowledge that comes from the dark in general, right? So it may be for a different agenda. It may be to utilize the energy in a different way, but it's still knowledge. What you do with knowledge is up to you. 
So like I said, it's not that money is the root of all evil. The reason why they say that is that the money is not evil itself. It's the root of evil. Because people who are on a lower frequency, people who vibrate in a lower um, state of mind, they do things for money that they shouldn't. Kill, steal, cheat, lie. That's why they say it is the root, because the root is referring to your root chakra. The basic aspects of you, your primitive side. If you don't have that under control or discipline, it will not only be out of control, but it will cause you to act in a way that is very primitive, very unrecommendable, ill-advised. Uh, you will be acting in the beastly mind state. Man is a beast, not only because he's a man, but warm-blooded and considered in the animal kingdom, because he operates through his root chakra most of the times. He acts in his lower nature, in other words. You have a lower nature and a higher nature. So, these are initiations. Rituals help one, if done correctly, to gradually move themselves into a higher state of consciousness, meaning they go into a higher nature of their higher self. They connect with the divine. They connect with the higher realms in which a lot of the angelic beings dwell. Uh, they connect more with their gods. They connect with the positive and the more suitable and the actual, real, genuine gods. Not these beings who are portraying and falsely emulating and immutating as people that you know or guides because that is where you open yourself up and that's how when you don't have knowledge of what you're doing you can be open for possession or attacks so i definitely urge those of you who are using a ouija board if nothing has happened as of yet and you've been doing it as carefully as you can you may be one of the lucky ones and there may not be anything to worry about but I would not I would not definitely in my own opinion now you do what you want but I would not definitely urge you guys to continue using a Ouija board because there's just so many defects of that and fam we're going to go ahead and take our last commercial break and when we come back we're going to get into the real knowledge that we've been seeking so far thank you guys for tuning in on part four I'm your boy, Jay Rated R. You are tuning in to Favorite Radio. And fam, we'll be right back after these messages. Stay tuned. Hey, hey, hey. Greetings, family. It's your boy, Jay Rated R. And you are tuning in to Favorite Radio. Today, we're giving a very, very, very special shout out. To a very, very, very successful businesswoman. And she's got her own podcast, fam. You guys may probably already know her. But I'm here to give a shout out to L.A. Show. That's right. L.A. Show is in the house. And if you ever, ever are interested in getting any type of real news, whether it's on black media, whether it's about black businesses, black talent and promotions, or any type of news in general, definitely want to check this sister out show her your love give her all of your attention definitely subscribe and share with your friends and family and definitely definitely keep supporting her on everything she does she also has a youtube channel as well fam and if you go to her instagram la show she actually has the link to her youtube channel in her bio so 
why are you still listening to me? Definitely get on and check this sister out. She's all of that and a whole lot more. I'm your boy J-Rated All, and as always, y'all be good and safe. I'm signing off saying peace and namaste. Hey, 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 fam. It's your boy J-Rated R, and I hope you all are having a wonderful and blessed day, as surely as I am. Real quick, we want to give a shout out to Fidel Cashflow VA. Always want to thank that brother for all that he does on the J-Rated R Pharaoh Radio Show. Glad to have him. He's big around the community. He's doing a lot of things. So definitely support FidelCashflowVA.com or get at him at uh, FidelCashflowVA87 at gmail.com. Definitely want to support his podcast, fam. This brother is doing everything. I mean, he's got websites for jewelry. He's got websites to update you on what's going on in the hip-hop news, what's going on globally in our political economy. He's hitting you from all angles, and he's continuously giving it to you just the way you need it. Definitely, definitely support this brother. He's doing things bigger than life itself. So go ahead, fam. Give a holler on Anchor at your boy Fidel Cashflow V8 can also be heard on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Podcasts, and much, much more. We want to thank Fidel Cashflow VA for all that he does. Definitely support this brother in everything that he's doing. He's got so many projects coming, and I'm just happy to be a part of it and working with the brother. You guys know what it is. Definitely support, once again, FidelCashflowVA.com, or you can get at him at Fidel Cashflow VA 87 at gmail.com. It's your boy J Rated R. I'm signing off saying peace and namaste. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy J Rated R, and we are back. Real quick, family. I also want to let you guys in on something. Um, How would you like it one day if uh, we actually have another show actually breaking down the different types of rituals, giving you the recipes, the materials needed, or just different ways that you can also do rituals uh, on a basic level for yourself, and then explaining the importance of these rituals as we do them. Uh, I feel that that would also be very... um, pertinent and imperative if we do that because what we're doing is not only educating you guys on the spiritual um, essence of how these things work but it also would probably help too to have a little feminine energy involved here I just want to say this no ritual or any type of manifestation whatsoever never will happen unless you include the feminine principle it is the most important aspect of any spiritual asset because it is the feminine energy, you guys, that is responsible solely for creation or manifestation. Without it, you will not get any results. Um, and so just to show respect and to add a little bit more excitement to that uh, in terms of that idea of having a show one day where we talk about what this ritual does, what it's good for, when to do it, 
what the effects are and just can kind of go from there in terms of skies on the limit. I'm going to have some of my female guest speakers come on and de-specialize in this themselves and actually tell you guys on the show what rituals that they do and how to do this and where to um, get certain oils and certain minerals and certain recipes that will go very well with your rituals. Uh, we might have Miss Sony B, aka Miss Sonia Braxton, on the show. She's the one that's responsible for uh, the website for the aromatherapy and things of that nature. She's also family got a lot of other platforms that she operates from, uh, and I think she's currently working on a book herself. I'm very proud of her. Uh, that's my home girl, and then I got another friend of mine, that Miss Lady V's who also is very spiritual, has been initiated into a lot of the uh, feminine uh, goddess groups and that she's uh, very much so qualified and very much so she's a, a high priestess. So she definitely can go over with you all some of the rituals that she partakes in and some of the things that she uses. And I would love to also have um, Country Wonder Woman come on to the show, uh, a.k.a. Miss... Uh, Tisha Rodriguez to come on to the show and also explain maybe some of the things that she does. I've spoken with these uh, these uh, different ladies individually. I'm I'm, friend, I'm very good friends with all of them personally, uh, and they're very 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 good at what they do, uh, and they're very beautiful people. Not only on the outside but on the inside, and uh, very spiritual. Uh, so I would definitely love to have just just to name a few. Uh, There's others I know that I would love to also have on the show as well. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, Getting back to what we are really here for at this particular time and moment. And just want to kind of give you guys a little bit of heads up on what the plan is. And I'm sure you guys would really appreciate that, especially you ladies, because it would be good to have a female also on the show. And we're going to have L.A. on the show very soon. Uh, She is doing a wonderful job. And uh, I would love to have that sister converse with me and you all and just some of the things that's going on and uh can't wait till that moment happens so spirituality spiritual not spirituality spiritual ritual technology fam we've already went through a lot of that i gave you the basic premise of what how that ties in with pyramid technology but when we're talking about rituals they can be of any type There's different rituals that sometimes are solely for the ancestors. There's rituals that are for gods or gods. Uh, There was rituals that uh, are and just in general, just there's just a general ritual. uh, If done at a certain time of the day or night because of certain lunar phase or certain energies from the sun uh, on a certain date, these things are very important because of the equinox and the recession of the way the planets are in alignment with one another, the energy that emits from them and the reasons why we do these things. See, these are reasons why rituals are very powerful. And some of the most powerfulest of rituals, which I wouldn't recommend you all to do until you get more familiarized with what you're doing, would be blood rituals. But we're not going to talk about that. Now, no, I'm not talking about something dark, satanic and negative. Um, but I do want you to know that when you do a ritual like that, it's, it's for life. It's contractual or it will last longer than most rituals because you're putting your own energy or stamp. It's kind of like a, a, a blood agreement. Blood houses the spirit and the soul. It's just the liquid or the elixir of life, right? It's the liquid form of that. So 
Uh, be careful to never do any type of blood rituals or agreements with friends or acquaintances out of fun because what you may be doing may be something that goes beyond your own understanding. And you can be, this is how people are caught up in certain bonds and you get in certain spells. This is now where you go into spells where people are putting spells on people and shit like that. So just be aware of that family um, that runs, uh, can run very concurrently to a whole lot of different things that's going on. And just to be on the lookout of that, definitely don't want to uh, fall prey of anything like that because a lot of people do. And it can also cause um, just a lot of problems down the road. So just to be just play it safe you know just be safe on that and don't do anything that you definitely don't know all of what you're doing and what entails um if you look back into a lot of the information we've talked about uh you're going to find out that a lot of these rituals that the elites do your government a lot of you call this conspiracy theory (laughs) This stuff's been going on family since the beginning of time. And where is the family of it all coming from? If you guessed Africa, kudos to you. You all right. All these things, whether good or bad, whether high or low, Africa people is a breaking ground or a medium between that which is in the heavens, that which is on earth, and that which is within different planes of existence now some of this may sound like complete foreign language to a lot of you when you hear me say planes of existence because we're talking about interdimensional realities we're talking about when you can tear a hole in the fabric of time and space itself and go to another side of somewhere whether that's going through a stargate which is a difference than it just saying going through a portal or a dimensional hole because the stargate leads you into outer space you travel through hyperspace through the rosen bridge as they call it or a portal or a stargate and that's why hence call it stargate because you're traveling amongst the stars now when opening a dimensional portal here on earth it depends on where that portal is going or what's coming through it Is it going into the fourth dimension, which is a dimension higher than this world we live in concurrently right now, which is uh, the third dimension? Or is it going into, uh, where is it going? Is there's different types of planes of existence? Your ancient Egyptian ancestors knew this, okay? Um, So let's not be acting uh, spooky. This is not spookism. Okay, this is not conjecture. Just because you don't hear or see about it on the news, once again, do not be misled into thinking that the things that we're talking about on this show is just for good entertainment. Now, you can take it that way if you so wish to, but that would be your choice. I'm just merely dropping jewels of information to you so that you can use it to do further research and find these things out for yourself if you dare to. Because I did, 
And that's how I speak so confidently on these things, not just from a book standpoint of view or studying for hours and hours at a time, but for actually experiencing these things. And keep in mind, family, if you went back to my my other show called Spiritual, My Spiritual Journey, I had experiences in these things way before I started studying them and realizing what they were. So that just confirms my experiences on a personal level for me. That's my validation. What's yours? So uh, this stuff ties into the Bible. It ties into the Quran. It ties into all these different religions because out of Egypt was where all religions were born. India is more. We'll get into a conversation about India as well because they're right there with Egypt. Okay. Um, And they have a pantheon of gods. Uh, you know, we're not going to even talk about, you know, Lord Shiva, and, uh, you know, Lord Ganesha and Krishna, and, um, Lakshmi and all these different beings, you know, uh, Fortuna, God of Fortune, uh, just different things. OK, it, this is this 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 is crazy. Then you, you, you go into Hanuman, the monkey God. Uh, so it, it's just different beings on different scales, but they all tie in. So, if you want to know a word in Egypt, the word Meru, some call it Miru, but it's Meh, Meh, M-E, Meh, R-U, Ru, Meru. You can say Miru if you want to. That's just an English way of saying something that has no power. English words has no power. Tones have power, people. That's another reason why certain rituals work, because they spoke it in a tone that had actual spiritual, had actual spiritual power behind the words. Okay, you're not just speaking things into existence with your intent. You're speaking them with a certainty through the tone of in which the words themselves are pronounced, because it commands the will of the universe. Right. And that's why there is a such thing as acidic and alkaline wordplay. We'll talk about that at another time. But the Egyptians, back in the pre-dynastic era especially, they spoke things into existence based on tone. They didn't have this watered-down version of a language that we use, which has no power, okay? And that's why a lot of times, if you're trying to do a ritual, a specific or particular type of ritual, using verbal language out loud, and you have all the candles and all the recipes and all before you, and your intent seems to be there, but the ritual doesn't seem to quite do something. It's because you're not seeing it with a certain tone. Because you have to put that out. It has to vibrate. That term, everything and everything energetic-wise is a vibration, and it has to vibrate into the universe. You see, it has to come from your being and vibrate. So that's why I have to talk to you guys about these things because you don't. A lot of you don't know this. Okay. Uh, that's why they always say speak things into existence with authority. Don't say it half ass unsure. Will you please maybe, you know, um, can can you? It's soft. You, you got to be confident. What did Jesus tell you about the faith? With no doubt, with faith, you can tell this mountain to move itself and it would obey you. Now, if you don't believe me and you're a Christian, at least believe Jesus. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, if you can't believe what I'm saying, which is the same thing he said, and this is the same thing that was pre predating him going all the way back to ancient Kemet, and I'm telling you what the ancestors said. If you don't want to believe us out of, out of that, at least believe Jesus. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you believe him, right? 
He's he's whom you serve. He's who you call on. So if you don't believe nothing, I say, believe the words out of the Bible. That's why I use the Bible a lot when I'm talking about other things, because it not only solidifies and verifies and validates or confirms where, where I'm going with the information. But if you can't believe anything outside of the Bible, at least you can believe what the Bible itself is saying, because I'm telling you where the Bible got it from. So this is why all this works. You see, it works for whatever reason it works, because it's all connected. And so, um, you know, I'll give you I'll give you one other one. This is for, for those of you who are into uh, more so on the Bible level. And this is the same thing. Everything I'm telling you is coming from Egypt. There's something called a standard columnar wave. I think I briefly talked about it in part one and two of this particular podcast. Um, and what that is, is it's based on a principle of the counterclockwise rotation of electromagnetic fields generated by two standing columns. Now, let me put that in English. Basically, you have two columns. One is for sending energy and the other one is for receiving energy. And what it does is it's created what it's called is a it's called a solatron vortex or it can be called a unified field. So basically what you're creating is a force field of electromagnetic energy. OK, and this is ge- this is generated by what science calls tachyon energy. And the word tachyon is a Greek word, which means swift one. Right. And what you're talking about here is protons that travel at the speed of light. Okay, so tachyon energy and the word tach is kind of a dead giveaway for what this energy is because it sticks, it sticks to wherever it's going. So it creates something. And if you direct it or appropriate it to something, it's where it's at. Okay, so. Yes, this is a gener- this is generated by tachyon energy and it comes in the form of what we call the caduceus coil. That little thing you see in the medical symbol where the snake's going up the staff is called a caduceus. Okay? And so this is what's leading into the alchemical process, people. This alchemical process is what you call the tree of life. Because it is the transformation of the human DNA's double helix within the RNA memory. RNA is called ribonucleic acid. It's responsible for the memory of what's being stored in your DNA. Okay? Because you know DNA stands for deoxyribonucleic acid. Um, Deoxyribonucleic acid. So, you know, there are so many different patterns. And what I'm basically explaining to you is I'm coming to you in a scientific way of telling you how to pray. (laughs) That's just to simplify it, okay? Um, The other energy wave is a hertz. Remember I did briefly mention in part three about if you're on a certain megahertz or a certain hertz with the brain, if the body and the DNA is on a certain hertz, you won't get sick. Well, this hertz can also be experienced through different megahertz, certain tones, certain frequency. Everything in the universe family is tones and frequencies. So when you're praying, you're emitting energy in a tone. When certain people are chanting um in Tibetan, that is a universal chant because it is the um it is the um or the ah, and you do it all the time without even realizing it. You just do it on a very lesser level, on a minutiae level. You know, when the doctor tells you to stick out your tongue, go ah. Um, when you ask somebody a question and they got to think and go, huh, um, <laughs> you naturally are doing what is already universal within you. Y'all don't even know that. Now imagine extenuating 
and extending that um and a chant while meditating. It will change the vibration of your body. It will change your vibrational part of your of your DNA. Basically, what I'm saying is your spiritual part of you will change frequencies while you're in a certain state of consciousness and you will vibrate at a higher level energetically and the electromagnetic energy aka your aura will change its frequency and you'll go into a higher state of consciousness and you will be on a scientific level operating on what they call a hertz or megahertz frequency this is science at its best because science is what family spirituality this is what the ancient Egyptians knew especially when they did spiritual ritual technology you are your own best technology without any modality you are the best one created yet because you were made in the image and likeness of the creator this body is a temple a temple is where the spirit or the soul of the creator dwelleth if you go from within and do these different things you'll make a direct link uh, linkage with the creator and with whom you really are you'll go into a different frequency and you'll travel within yourself this is why meditation is important it is the receiving of what I told you praying is the sending of the signal so anytime you're doing a standard columnar wave where there's two columns they're called generators you guys know what a pillar looks like. Those two things that seem to be in front of a building or either holding a building up. Those are examples of what a standard, a standard column near wave would look like. Just imagine the left pillar being descending and the right pillar being the receiving. This is also depicted in the walls of ancient Kemet, Mesopotamia. You can see these different uh, images uh, all throughout uh, different places in the world. The Vatican's and all of them know about this. They know a whole lot of stuff they don't tell you guys. Okay? And they know where it comes from. They just use religion as a guise to tell you. So, this is why you have to study to find yourselves approved. And on that level, um, this is what the ancestors done. This is what the gods were doing. This is the technologies of many, many, many modalities they were using. Jesus Christ tried to give you this secret in the Lord's Prayer when he was reciting Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 through 15. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. This is one of the ancient one's ways of communicating and a lot of you didn't know that so I use the Bible as something that you all are mostly familiar with to relate to you with something that ancient Kemet had been doing far beyond that and if you really want to know Jesus went into Egypt when he was small when they had to hide him from Herod from killing all the firstborns because it was a prophecy foretelling Herod's fall would come when a Messiah child was born under a certain time. And where did Mary and Joseph take Jesus? They took him where the angel told them, take him into Egypt. And he was there for years, getting waxed rich with the Egyptian knowledge. Think about that. All your prophets in the Bible 
all went to Egypt. Think about it. This is just a cover up of what was really going on. But they're telling you subliminally. You find all this coincidental? I think not. You see. I'm going to explain this to you. Electromagnetic radiation is due to a wave, and that wave is called an oscillation wave. It's one of those worm waves, you know, when it goes up and down, it goes up and down. It's called an oscillating wave, right, of electricity. What it does is it's creating an up and down motion. Now, the word Kiva, K-I-V-A, also can be K-E-V-A. The Kiva is what translates as the meaning The word Kiva translates as the meeting place of the sacred circle. The meeting place of the sacred circle. Okay. And this is, this is, this is strong connotations. I want you all to understand this. It's circular in a circular structure. This is where the ancient ones of the Anasazi, right? These are the Anasazi people were some of the native Indians. Okay. And the Anasazi used to meet to generate in in honor of the ancient ones, they would meet to do a standard column there. They would create this electromagnetic energy. Now, when the ancient ones met at the Black Mesa in their kivas, they would recite sacred spiritual chants. They would raise the mental energies activating as a coil between the heavenly cosmic plane and the earthly terrestrial plane. Okay, the word terrestrial means earth, right? So (laughs) the Anazazi's kivas was a sacred circle meeting place. And what it did is when they did these chants, it stimulates and and, and they, they stimulate the counterclockwise shift of the higher dimensional reality, linking that from the heavens to the earth, right? Basically, what they were doing was creating an energetic force field of lower energy to higher energy and making a force field open where it was the meeting, the meeting ground, right? Where it met, where it opened or the singularity point of where it opened is where you knew the energies connected. The link was made. Okay. And that's what Yeshua HaMashiach or Jesus Christ or Jesus the Messiah was trying to do or accomplish when he taught his disciples the Lord's Prayer. And we can go in further detail on how I know that because I'm showing you now where where the connection is, but I'm only showing you some part of the spiritual connection. Fam, I can't do it all in this one podcast. I really can't. The Jewish rabbis who studied the Talmud, they refer to their rites of the collective prayer and how they are to be conducted as a keva, the K-E-V-A, okay, which is the same as the Hopi American Indians or the Anasazi I was just telling you about. The Anasazi ancestors whose chants or prayers were recited in kivas. See the similarity in the words and you see the connection between the Jewish rabbis versus the Indians. The Jewish rabbis who were using or conducted a keva, a K-E-V-A, the same as the Hopi American Anazazis who were in the kiva, who chanted their prayers. This was all in connection to what the Indians call the Ta'iwa, whom the Jews call Ya'uwa. 
See the difference? I mean, see the similarities? Now, I'm going to tell you all something. This is all coming out of ancient Kemet because this is what they called a Tet Pillar. That standing there calling wave or that Solatron Vortex I just told you about with the Anazazis in Egypt is called a Tet Pillar. Same damn thing. Explains it the exact same way. It's depicted right on the walls. This is your Ark of the Covenant, but I'm not going to go into that right now. This is too deep for that. And all I'm here to do is explain to you basically what a spiritual technology of rituals are. But your tetragrammaton, for those of you who have heard of the word tetragrammaton, right? Tetra means four. Okay. Grammaton is a message. Tetragrammaton is called the unspeakable word when spoken links ones to the pyramid civilization of Egypt. This is where your students were initiated by a Yahuwah. A Yahuwah is a title given family. Christ means appointed or an officer. And a Yahuwah who taught the science of levitation or Leviatron. See, this is where later it was practiced by the Levites priest or the priest of the Leviatron under the Ark of the Covenant. Okay, so this was originally a science of the Egyptian Kauna or the Kanu priest. The Kanu priests are the ones who issue chants and prayers for the deceased Pharaoh or the child of the stars who were part human and part extraterrestrial. This is this is this is this is huge knowledge. This is who Jesus is. He's from the heavens. And yet he was born by a woman. Okay. So extraterrestrial simply means that in addition to which is beyond the earth, also from the stars, stars meaning the heavens. Now you know what the word extraterrestrial means, because when you break it up, it's extra terra astral, extra meaning in addition to terra, the earth, astral, the stars. Extraterrestrial, extraterra astral. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> it's getting deep and it connects huge. On many scales. Um, I'm going to also be like I answered you guys in the first podcast of this five part series. I will be doing more uh, podcasts on biblical characters, showing you how they all relate to some shape, form or fashion to people in ancient Kemet. Who these gods were and how they relate to the Yahshua's or Jesus's to the Moses and all these other people. And it's going to be fun, but it's going to take some time because when doing these type of podcasts, it takes a lot of preparation when talking about something such as this. Usually the other podcasts I go into with you all, I'm giving you bits and pieces of information here and there. And then I'm talking to you all about things in a simplistic manner. Well, it's a little different when you're doing this type of information conveying to a bunch of people because it takes time. I have to have resources and I have to have a lay down. Uh, and I'm doing a lot of this by memory now. You see, this just this this this. So bear with me. I'm doing a lot of what I'm telling y'all by memory. But you can go right back and play my podcast and look these things up in the scriptures I've given you to show you that I found myself approved in this. Now, this is not approval by my own standards. This is just approval by me putting in the work. OK, but I have a ton of notes and all types of things family and so this is why you guys are blessed and I tell you what we're going to take another quick commercial break I'm going to bring some information to the to the table here and we're going to slide it on in there to go with what we're talking about 
So you guys stay tuned. Your boy will be right back after these messages. All right, fam. We are back. And I thank you all for tuning in to Favor Radio. This is the part four out of five series that we are now in. And family, we were talking briefly about the Kivas. We were talking about how all of this goes back to ancient Egyptian spiritual rites or rituals. We talked about a Kiva and a Kiva in the Levites tradition versus the Hopi American Anasazi tradition. And how both of these traditions, when referring to uh, spiritual chanting to opening up the heavens and the earth making a connection linking that from that which is above to that which is below or that which is within to that which is without this all goes back to the Tet pillar in ancient Kemet on the walls of Dendera on the walls of all over Egypt and so these things are synonymous with one another the word Miru appears in many forms as Mero or Miru. It means waters and mother love in Egyptian. And the Miru pillar in ancient Egypt works as an access of love. Just like the Buddhist pillar. Um, so these are different things uh, that are passed down throughout the um, traditions of culture, shall I say. Okay. Uh, Just like you have a receiving and a sending uh, transmitter or generator. Now, it's funny because if you look at the Hebrew tradition, what is known as the Kabbalah or something that is passed down or transmitted Kabbalah means to receive or the reception of something. And you see this depicted in your telephone. When you look at an actual physical phone of some sort, whether it's a cell phone, uh, when you're dialing on the keypad, or when it's a regular house phone, the way that the numbers are set up is in the same exact order as the Kabbalah, which is known to be a magical system used by uh, the Hebrews. Well, you know, when using the Talmud and things of that nature. Um, these things are showing the higher orders of things down into the lower orders of things. A discussion completely, totally different for another topic of another day, but yet still synonymous to what we're talking about when it comes to this information of spiritual ritual technology. Um, and family, you know, we're going to go now into talking. We're going to start talking now about the technologies, but we're going to also go into Pharaoh's avatars and the royal bloodlines. And like I said to you earlier, I'm not going to go all the way into all the different Pharaohs and I'm not going to go into all of the bloodlines because that's a topic for a whole nother day. That's a series of things all in itself. Uh, Yes, you've heard the conspiracies of the royal bloodlines are running the planet. That the presidents, most of your presidents, most of them, 
how or some shape, form, or fashion, whether the Democratic or Republican, or actually blood relatives. And yes, Obama actually is relatives with the George Bush family. And it's a long line of things you guys do not know that run concurrent with one another. Okay? Well, we are going to definitely talk about that because this is information that I think you guys can handle. It's something to start off with. It may be a bit much to, to, to hear all at once, but it's something to start with, family. It's something to go into at a later date. Um, and we have to be privy to these things so we can be ready for them. Um, so, you know, pharaohs. Well, what are pharaohs? Okay. Now, do you want a basic definition of a pharaoh? Or do you want me to go into what a pharaoh really truly is in terms of meaning? Okay, and this is one of the reasons why I named my show Pharaoh, because I'm always connected to ancient Kemet. Okay, there's a lot of my roots housed into ancient Africa. And so uh, Pharaoh Radio is like a pyramid that sends out a beacon to all the listeners of the world, right? That's why, amongst many other reasons why, or one of the reasons why I call it Pharaoh Radio. But a Pharaoh was a ruler in ancient Egypt, to put it simple, okay? Um, The word Pharaoh literally acts as a Greek word that is based on an Egyptian word that meant great house, okay? And so... You see these words used in a, in a reference to the palace of the king and its greatness, but not just to the king itself or himself. We use the word Pharaoh today to mean the ruler of ancient Egypt. OK, so a Pharaoh is considered a lord, a ruler, um, a king or a god. Right. And. As the high priest of every temple is represented, the gods on the earth, right? They performed the rituals and built the temples to honor the gods. Just like Aaron was to Moses, his brother, his prophet. So you can say Aaron was his priest. Moses was a god unto man. And the reason you know this is when you read Exodus chapter 7, verse 1, you'll know what I'm talking about. This is why I said we need to do um, an excerpt on Moses one day and break down what Moses means and all of that. Because it would make a whole lot of sense to you all when we start going into that. But yes, Moses was made a god. He was turned into one of the Elohim in Exodus chapter 7 verse 1 and you guys can quote me on that fam okay matter of fact let me go to my bible right now and read it to you live and quote myself exodus chapter 7 verse 1 and the lord said unto moses see i have made thee a god to pharaoh and aaron thy brother shall be thy prophet you see what i'm saying And the word for God in the original translation, it should be plural, but it's Elohim, right? 
Anyway, you guys see where I'm going with this. So this is why a Pharaoh is likened unto a God. And he has priests or prophets because he is a God on the earth or an incarnated version representing the gods of the heavens on earth in human form. That's what a Pharaoh is. Right. So. Pharaohs are rulers. And for some of you Hebrew Israelite brothers out there who are going hard as hell out here on the streets. (laughs) And I'm not saying it's to offend nobody, but hey, man, it is what it is. Some of you brothers out here that's going hard on people, talking about women, this and that, women that. Listen, there was a time, brothers and sisters, of that uh, of that faith, where there were rulers running empires, and there were women, and they ran it better than a man, and there was peace upon the land when they were running it for the time that they did. So I don't understand this, uh, I don't want to say hate, but this discrimination, if you will, that you have against women being, and I understand why, don't, don't, don't don't get me wrong, I know why, okay, but the audience may not understand that, there may be some hate or some dislike about why women can't be rulers, because women weren't made the head of the house, they are rulers in their own right, but they weren't made for particular positions. But we're talking about ancient Kemet right now. So I'm not getting into the Hebrew Israelite traditions of meanings. In Ethiopia, there was a queen named Kutke. Kutke, right? And when you really pronounce the name in English, it's Kent Tek, like Kunta Kente, only this is Kent Ek, right? It's Kent Ek, or Kentake, as some of you would say. From the uh, the uh, the Meroitic Kushite Empire, and there's a picture of her wearing a plum solar crescent moon type of uh, hat or headdress. Shall I say it's a headdress to be more appropriate? And this empire was a, a, a matrilineal. Uh, it was a matrilineal ruled by a matriarch, which is the uh, the Meroitic Kushite word. Ketek or Keket or Kentake, meaning queen mother. So yes, family, <laughs> there were times when women ruled. Okay. And this is also where the American Indians got their system of government from. So these cultures, they were the Natchez, the, the Wichita Moors, the Navajo Dine, all of these, etc. In short, they were the mound builders. Okay, but I told you all about the Ark of the Covenant. I told you about that when we were talking about uh, the 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 receiving the 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 electromagnetic prayer. Right. I told you guys about that uh, heaven and earth connecting being the Ark of the Covenant and things like that. Now, if you look in Revelations 11, 19, family, that reveals that the Ark of the Covenant is in heaven to the temple of God, right? The Ark of the Covenant is likened unto the tree of life that was guarded by the cherubims in Genesis chapter 3, verse 24, with the flaming sword. You guys know this of you who study your Bible. And the cherubims kept man from entering the garden in the land of Eden. We've heard all that. 
which is the gateway to heaven where the temple of Yahuwah or Yahweh God is. Right? Because Yahweh is the mother of all living. And some call Jesus Yahweh Shah, but I'm not going to get into that because the names aren't really what's important at this point in this conversation. It's the recognition of how they are similar to other stories that predate them. Going back to Heru, Horus, Set, known as Sutet, Osa, Osiris, Aset, which is Isis. And if you look at the goddess, Dina, who's also contributed also to being Aset, Asher, Isis, with the Ark of the Covenant guarded by the cherubims. Now, the Ark of the Covenant, in Egypt, there was an Ark kept in the Temple of Philae. In recognition of the, 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 the Natir goddess Aset or Isis. And it was called the Asher tree or the tree of Ashara, which is the underworld. And Sumero Babylonian goddess of the lunar crescent. Right? So Ashar is the monthly lunar phase of the moon that yields her fruit from the tree of life once every month. That's in Revelations 22 verse 1 through 2. We're talking about ancient comedic shit going on in the Bible. All over the Bible. Because it is the Bible. And in Revelations 22, you know, chapter 22, verses 1 through 2, you'll find that. So the original creation stories, they were recorded in ancient Egypt and Sumer thousands of years ago, family, way before your Bible. You see this in the Gilgamesh epics. You see this in the Enuma Elish. All these things are created in those stories. So the accounts of creation predate that of the Judeo Christianity and so-called Islam. Then the tree of life or revelation in chapter 22 is symbolic of the reproductive menstrual cycle of a woman that takes place every 29 and a half days based on the changes of the moon. Because the, the moon is, is, is that which pulls on the waters of her body because of its uh, strong uh, gravitational pull, the moon, right? And it pulls on, the, on her body as it affects the tides of the ocean. Because, you know, the closer the moon becomes full and gets closer to the earth, it creates an effect, electromagnetic. To, to be specific, it creates an, a magnetic effect on everything. This is why people get like why the, the werewolves howl at night or coyotes or any dogs howl at night because they go through a lunar phase. They become lunatics crazy the moon affects you crazy it, may, it makes you do crazy things when it goes through a certain phase on a full moon it affects a woman especially because it pulls on the water of her body just like it does the tides of the ocean so this is why she's called mother earth once the female menses breaks her blood starts to flow so in this manner, basically, people, a woman is still able to have children, right? But she is also what you call the tree of life. She's the family tree of lineage, and she's able to bear fruit once a month. This is in Revelations 22, 1 through 2, fam. And that's why the command was given in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, when it was said to be fruitful and multiply. So the tree of life is a genetic tree of immortality passed down through the DNA and RNA memories of a woman, which they call a woman's daughter, mitochondria, right? So 
Women are actually rulers in a sense, fam. And I'm not going to get into all the other stuff because it goes into all these other different explanations. This is how we are going into bloodlines, right? We saw this when we read into the Bible when angels, the sons of God, came down unto the daughters of man and went unto the daughters of man and they bore children or had begotten sons. This is where you get Nephilim. Now, the word Nephilim comes from the word Nephil, which means to fall or to descend or to come down. Nephilim later went to become a giant, but it's simply a hybrid, a demigod, if you will. Right? What if I told you that Jesus, which you already know, or should know if you don't, Jesus was not obviously a normal human. <laughs> obviously. All right? And I'm not going to get into that whole uh, immaculate conception story. We're not going to go there. Uh, that's that's a story for another day. Let's just stick to what we're talking about here, which is bloodlines and rulers. Because a lot of these royal bloodlines automatically are considered to be the next rulers of whatever because the bloodline Now this goes all the way back to ancient Kemet and beyond even before that because now when you start talking about bloodlines who is responsible for making this thing happen between bloodlines you see what man is man's only a part of that man's been taught that why was he taught it and how was he taught it by whom who told him that he had the privilege to be chosen, to be special, to be dominion over other men. We see a brief part of that in the Bible in Genesis when man like Adam was given dominion over the earth. But we're not talking about that family. We're talking about who decided there was a royal bloodline. How did this royal bloodline come? It starts with Adam. Now you say Adam was created from the dirt. That God formed him from the dirt and breathed into his nostrils his soul and made, I mean, his spirit and made man a living soul. See that in Genesis chapter two, verse seven. And there's truth to that because when you die for real, your body decomposes and returns back to what? Dirt, which then evaporates and vaporizes and turns into air. You become dust. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust, Right? And the spirit returns unto God who gave it. That's in the book of Ecclesiastes. So what I'm basically trying to tell you guys is you're not human. Just only from the terrestrial plane, which is earth. You're also extraterrestrial because you are from the heavens as well. Are you not made in the image and likeness of that which created all things, at least according to your Bible? Or at least the God who created man. But this goes all the way back to Kemet. What you have is a pantheon of gods in ancient Kemet that are all being put into one being in your Bible. And these stories are so similar in the Bible, it's ridiculous. Because now you have characters in the Bible that all seem to have parallel stories to that which was in Kemet before the Bible came into existence. But the Bible has you thinking that it is the only one true book and that the creation of time itself from beginning to the end was all created and put into this one book. And written by Moses himself. 
Moses wasn't even around at the time that the Bible was telling you that the world was being created. So he couldn't have been the one to write it at the time. Somebody was writing it. There's been a huge confusion on that. And one day again, we're going to have a conversation about the Nicene Council. We're going to talk about Philadelphia Ptolemy. We're going to talk about the Bible being the Tanakh, also known as the Torah or the Pentateuch. These are all names for the Old Testament. And therein and thereof. We're going to talk about that. But right now, I want to give props and credit to Egypt. You can't talk about anything without putting Egypt in it some kind of way. That's just how deep this shit is, man. For real. That's just how deep this shit goes, family. So, you know, I, I really don't know what else to tell you. But I will tell you this. In concluding this part four, when we get into part five, family, we're going to jump straight into this information. And once we get past all our commercials, okay, giving all our thanks to Anchor and all those uh, that follow after it, we're going to start talking about more on this bloodline, more on the traditions of how these bloodlines affect us in our today living. And we're going to talk more about uh, Tahuti. Where does he play a part in all this? How is he the same as Enoch? But we're not going to get into that deep because this is not going to be a, a play on all the characters. Just some important parts to know. How these pharaohs play an intricate part in this. And where does this bloodline of royalty come from? That's going to get interesting, family. So strap on, strap in, hang tight, grab you something to drink. Your boy's about to go in on that last part. But for right now, we're going to conclude part four. Thank you for tuning in to Pharaoh Radio. I'm your boy, J Rated R, as always. And without further ado, I'm signing off saying peace and namaste.